Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Boss Shank. Praise the Lord. How are you tonight, Pastor Griffin? I am well. I bless the Lord. Amen. And uh, we thank God for the uh, roundtable uh, call tonight. It's 8 o'clock. And uh, our uh, process will wait for others to come on. Yes. I'm going to mute you for a moment. Okay. God bless you, Dr. Shaw. How are you? God bless you. I'm blessed. Thank you. How about you? I am well. I'm well. It's good to hear from you, man. So glad that you uh, had the uh, opportunity to um, go to that uh, uh, ministry, I guess, over the weekend. Yes, amen, amen. The uh, um, Prophets Extravaganza in Jacksonville, Florida. Yes, sir. Is that what it was called? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Well, bless the Lord, amen. Thank God. Um, uh, your brother from Cleveland is on the call, and you and myself so far. Your voice is you must be on a speakerphone and maybe a dis a little distance from it. Is that right? I almost forgot. Thank you. Okay. How's that? Is oh, that better? It's, oh, not it's very it's very um very strong. Oh good. Very good reception. Thank, you. <clears throat> Thank God for you all. Uh Dr. Shaw, would you open over prayer, please? Uh, Yes, sure. Heavenly Father, we want to thank you for this day. Thank you for blessing each and every one of us this day. Thank you for the Apostles' Roundtable, Lord. I want to thank you, Lord, for hearing the reading and understanding of your word. I bless you, Lord. And thank you, Lord, for being able to understand and comprehend the word 
in my spirit, in our spirit. Thank you, Lord, for your people to be an expectation, for your healing virtue, Lord, in whatever area in our bodies or our lives, just emotionally, financially, spiritually, you receive it, Lord. Every muscle, every tissue, every vein, this vessel, Lord, this mindset. I ask, Lord, that you place no no place left unknown, undone. And to all the nations, Lord, bless them. Manifest your blessings in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen and glory to God. We thank God uh, for his goodness and mercy, his loving kindness, and uh, just the opportunity to be on the call tonight with you all. Um, it's just the three of us so far, and I'm not going to start teaching until some others come on, but we want to uh, just acknowledge uh, this Christmas uh, weekend, and um, we pray that everybody uh, is just uh, blessed during this uh, season as we remember remember our Lord's birth. Um, We don't uh, we don't um, we we all know that um, Christmas is not a uh, uh, biblical word but um, we do celebrate his birthday amen Uh, his uh, God's uh, revealing amen into God's revealing Himself, Amen, in flesh, Amen, to mankind for, Amen, um, the redemption of mankind. The Bible says that God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, and before He gave His Son, His Son had to come forth, Amen, wrapped in flesh, Amen. And so we thank the Lord for this season and time. Thank God for prophecy that. Uh, that's on the call, and I'm just waiting for some others to, um, so we can start to speak and, and share. Before we do, um, just want everybody that's on the call thus far to acknowledge, uh, just have some words, um, and I'm kind of waiting intentionally here. Uh, so uh, God bless you, Prophet Zivette. Um, you and Dr. Shaw down there in those warm states. And Amen. so um, you all don't have to warm up. And like us up here in Cleveland, Prophet that you might kind of greet everybody. We have Dr. Shaw and Pastor Shay on the call as well as myself thus far. Just kind of have some words, please. And then Dr. Shaw, and then Apostle Shay. Would you, in that order, please? Okay, Prophet Zavet, I noticed, okay, I noticed you're not even, uh, you're on the phone, and I'm going to have to meet somebody. I don't know what the background is. So, Prophet Zavet, that, um, yes, that that's the, thank you, that is, thank you for inboxing me. That is the noise there, yes, very strong. So, Dr. Shaw, amen, just have words here for a moment. And um, um, please share something with us. Well, um, praise the Lord, everybody, once again. Um, just um, reiterating over the blessing of the prophetic. It's ex- it's the prophetic explosion is the name of it. I said extravaganza, but it felt like that. Uh, <clears throat> and the 
seed that God had planted in the atmosphere and uh, prophecy and speaking of our destiny and our future and giving us breakthrough and talking about our harvest and showing how God is the provider. He gives provision with the vision that he instills in us, and he continues to bless us with the increase in the understanding, as I mentioned. And it was just a um, fulfilling uh, atmosphere, and um, that was something that God had uh, given me this week. Uh, I know that when things get close, when the blessings are closer, when you feel that there's, you know, going to be something coming, and, you know, uh, mentioned on the call, I think we were talking about having – uh, having this baby, that's what I was telling uh, Dr. King the other day. It just feels like you're expecting to have this baby very soon. And, um, you know, you don't want to be anxious for nothing, but <clears throat> you can get excited and at the same time, you know, uh, and why is because anxiety could come creep in. And I felt kind of heavy laden or heavy burdened or weighed down with that. And, um you know, not knowing what to expect, but came with an expectation that God was going to be blessing very soon. And um, I, I tell you, it just felt like uh, the wrong spirit was trying to get on me to try to keep me weighed down and keep me feeling uh, a different kind of way. And in prayer and, and all of that, I kept um, trying to find out what to do next. And God said, change the atmosphere. And so I moved from one room to my upper room, and, you know, uh, sometimes we have to do that to get our release. You have to let go of all those things that are weighing you down or trying to cause you to feel heavy, and he definitely did. He released that because um, I just, you know, I felt that uh, he wanted me to be glad in my spirit and not sad in my spirit. And so uh, I truly got my um, deliverance, and um, God is um, in the blessing business, so I'm I'm still waiting to have this baby, but I know it's coming soon, and I'm just grateful. Amen. 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 Thank the Lord. Thank the Lord. Amen. I even hear different sound. Amen. I hear different uh, spiritual sound as you were speaking. Um, that's just what came to me. Uh, there's a different sound in your voice, and I'm not talking about the vocal cords, amen, but uh, certainly a, a shift uh, has uh, occurred. Amen. Uh, Apostle Shane, bless you. Yes. Uh, it is with uh, this Christmas season that I uh, want to remember uh, our loved ones, wherever they may be, that the Lord would touch them and give them fresh, a refresh down fresh look on life that whoever they're in contact with would be receive a blessing this year that they would be partakers in the Lord's bountiful blessings and Lord we just we thank you for your son whom you sacrificed so that we might have eternal life and we thank you for that Lord Lord we just ask you to bless each and every individual on the call tonight that you would be with them in all their various endeavors in the upcoming year 
in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Uh, Apostle King, is that you on the call? God bless you. God bless you. Bless you. I, I, when I see North, when I see North of Georgia, uh, that spells King to me. That spells King. <laughs> yes, God. Yes, God. It is. Oh, it's such a blessing to be back in the midst. I tell you, I just think what he's doing. I, I was just listening to uh, everyone and, and just hearing uh, what I'm hearing is the, is the excitement that's in the atmosphere. I love that because. You know, I get excited just instantly, but I'm just hearing uh, just the excitement that is coming through the airway tonight. Amen. Okay, I uh, did. Did did you go mute? (laughs) No, I'm here. I'm here. I was just. You know, just uh, just saying, uh, like I, I was saying, uh, just to, just to hear the excitement that was in the air. So, yes. Uh, yes, 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 yes. So I I, I know that uh, uh, it sounds like everybody's in 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 that in that stage of uh, great anticipation because we know that without a shadow of doubt, uh, God has already shifted. I'm I'm smiling from ear to ear because I know. Without without a shadow of doubt that this thing is getting ready to impact every last one of our lives, and I mm-hmm. I truly believe that uh, as we get ready, uh, I think we have probably what eleven more days before we actually exit out of seventeen. But that's all right because we're exiting out of everything that was trying to keep us down and keep us uh, locked down and sealed down. And God is saying, this is the season that he has chose for us to walk out of exile. So I, I just encourage every last one of you all, just keep the excitement in the air. Get happy. Get excited about what God is doing. I said to them Tuesday night, the Lord said, celebrate you. Uh, and, and, and he's blessing because not because of what we have done or not because of who we are or, or not because who we're, we're connected to. He said, but this is that season that I'm going to bless you just because. So I just say just because you know that you get ready to be blessed and you know that God is taking you into a greater position in 2018, that's going to shift us for the rest of our life. So I say to you, go ahead and celebrate you. Uh, we ain't got to we ain't got to hold our head down. We ain't got to worry about we don't have the money to buy this and buy that. But I promise you this. Once we get into the next dimension of what God is doing for the body of Christ, uh, you're going to look at one another and say, it's well, it's well. So I, I thank you all tonight. Amen. Hey, thank you. Uh, thank you, Apostle uh, uh, King. Amen. Bless you. It's good to hear your voice. We thank the Lord. Amen. For uh, uh, Pastor uh, Show Hickson on the call, I believe, also. Is that correct? That's correct, Apostle. Mm-hmm. Amen. Well, bless you. Bless you. You just want to have some, uh, before I begin to uh, um, talk or have a discourse, uh, just acknowledging everybody on the call and letting them have some words, whatever they want here. So would you take a couple minutes and share something with us or acknowledge us? Acknowledge, amen, uh, uh, anything. And bless you. I would just like to say amen to what Apostle King just said. 
Amen and amen. And the the word shift resonated in my spirit because that is truly what God is doing right now. And also the word excitement. I am excited about whatever it is that God is about to do. He doesn't always have to tell us uh, details, but it is. It is apparent in the spirit that God is in the midst of shifting us. Amen. Amen. We thank God, Amen, for you. Thank God for all of you. Uh, so uh, allow me just to share some things. And and and, and saints, we want to uh, certainly have your feedback, um, your thoughts. Uh, if the uh, more so, we want to after we uh, just share some things. We want uh, to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying uh, through you concerning it. Um, a couple of months ago, as you know, I've shared on here that um, I had the opportunity to go to uh, Toronto. <clears throat> and I think, uh, the, yes, the first time Apostle Shank went, went with me. Um, and that morning, uh, the Lord told me, before we drove up there about five, five and a half hours that I was going to have to come back there once a month. And uh, it told me um, briefly why, well, what I was supposed to do concerning the congregation to bring them out of a couple of things, teaching, preaching, bring them out a couple of things. So we went there in, I think, September, uh, then I went in October. I also went in November. When I went in November, um, I realized that uh, the bishop there was in the hospital. <clears throat> Excuse me. After we um, after we uh, ministered, we uh, went to the hospital to visit him that Sunday afternoon. And um, they brought him home that evening, and he was in bed, and et cetera. I've shared some of this. I won't go into detail. And then, um, because I had received the instruction to go up there monthly or monthly, you know, and I say this to you, you know, a lot of times God gives you instructions, and um, he doesn't share everything with you. You know, he said, I'm going to have to go up there monthly. So I began to do it immediately. Um, And then um, it came to the month of uh, December. And I remember talking to my wife and and, uh, sharing here in Cleveland. I said, said, well, I think we'll try to go there on the third Sunday of um, December, which was past Sunday and I called the uh, pastor's wife and when she was sick she told me to wait but I felt in my and I obliged although I was tussling with this thing I said I need to I still need to go I still need to go it was in my spirit that I still needed to go but I didn't go Sunday and um, 
Monday night. So what's I've I've got to figure my days out here. Today's Thursday, right? Monday night, I got a call from uh, the pastor's wife, and uh, she shared with me that uh, the bishop was um, he was in the bed. They took him back to the hospital. He was in the bed, uh, laughing, even praying for some people in good spirits. But then Monday he had to turn uh, uh, the other way. And while I was on the phone, you know, I was here in the room with my wife, and she was on the phone. And I told her and I told my wife, I said, I got to, I said, I got to go there. So we abruptly, I abruptly called Pastor Shank and that Monday evening and uh, Tuesday morning we went up there uh, to uh, see him in the hospital and, and so on and so forth. Now, I, I, I know that I have, the, you know, I knew that I have this uh, direction uh, to go there uh, monthly. Well, I, we came. I actually went to the hospital. We went there for three hours. We turned right around and came back. Um, and I got home about nine forty-five uh, Tuesday evening. We went up there uh, on uh, Tuesday morning and came back. We left at four o'clock and came back Tuesday evening. Uh, yesterday, I was out and got a call from his daughter about noon, and she told me that he had passed. And um, I know one of the apostles here, he had, he had shared with me, you know, that he could see that, you know, coming. He was going to pass and made the statement that um, that's why God had uh, aligned you to him um, in that way, you know, because God knew this was going to happen. Now, um, the man of God, of course, is about 80 years old. And uh, that first time that I went up there uh, at the end of the service, and I shared this before, and I'm going, I'm going somewhere with all this. And that same, the first time I went up there on, uh, in September, uh, the Spirit of the Lord came upon him, and he he told the congregation, I when I got there, I didn't know how I was going to, I didn't know how I was going to break in and just share what God had told me that morning. But I didn't have to because the Spirit of the Lord came upon him and he told the congregation, uh, he said, God, well, he told me, he said, God has a word for me and that I had to come back there uh, once a month and teach and whatever. So it was forged, you know, it was forged out of, the, it was spoken out of the man of God's mouth. But the man of God's, uh, you know, passed on into glory now. And uh, we're waiting for um, just some information because I know I have to go back up there in a couple of days. I intend on uh, spending a couple of days there. And uh, with this um, responsibility of uh, sharing with the, uh, talking with the uh, pastor's wife, uh, there's no one there of necessity in succession. Um, pastor's wife, she is a uh, evangelist. Uh, she is prophetic. Um, etc. Et uh, so we want you to pray, Amen, concerning this, because I have this responsibility, uh, as you, if you will, to uh, go there uh, once a month, as well as another place in um, uh, here in the states uh, once a month. Uh, you know, to God be the glory. Uh, so we want you to pray, Amen, concerning uh, this uh, Toronto uh, 
I don't want to use the word connection. I think that word's been overused so many times. But just, um, um, you know, we call it responsibility God has given to us. The Lord had, um, through many people, had prophesied to me uh, a lot of times about the fact that, you know, it, uh, I'm paraphrasing. In my older days, it, there would be, you know, more sons, daughters in, in the Lord you know, in, in the ministry and, and so on and so forth. And so I want to speak to you about something on tonight for a few moments out of 1 Corinthians chapter 4 and Philemon chapter 1. I want to talk about um, this thing about um, spiritual fathers and uh, slash spiritual mothers because I'm one that believes uh, even though First uh, Corinthians chapter four verse fifteen, even though it says, in the, even though it says, for thou, for though you have ten thousand instructors in Christ, yet you have not many fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. Um, even though it says fathers there, I also believe that there are spiritual mothers that uh, carry the same type of um, uh, mantle uh, of ministry and whatever. I want to talk. I'll use the word fathers here because it's in King James Version. Fathers and mentor, mentoring, mentoring. I want to talk about any distinctions and and um, uh, uh, the fact that there they could be the same thing. One of the reasons why I'm going to say this is because um, um, I, I'm just trying to get my uh, direction here. Pastor Shang, we were. <laughs> It was it this weekend we were out, we were out of town this weekend right yes we were out of town this weekend okay I, I'm just trying to uh, get my uh, bearings here as far as time things have been moving so rapidly so we went to uh, Lexington went to uh, um, Richmond Indiana and with Pastor Cheryl uh, Hickson uh, we were even talking about um, maybe we were talking about spiritual fathers there and mentoring yeah. there. Amen. Amen. But something happened. Something happened when I got back to Cleveland this week. Uh, I don't know what day. I don't know what day it is. I think it's when I came back from Toronto. And so um, a woman got uh, here in, in the area who uh, reached who had reached out to talk about uh, the prophetic school that you know we're going to put back together here in the city of Cleveland this year. Amen. She made she 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 said that um, you know I'll always be her spiritual father, and that triggered that triggered something with all the other things that had been discussed. I said I really talk about this um, even with the group here tonight. Now I am uh, well aware. I'm well aware that depending on who you talk to, saints, you may get uh, a different take on some spiritual concept, uh, even if it's even if it's in in script. But I did I wonder I did wonder this when this person in, in Cleveland uh, she had said that I was her spiritual father. I'd heard that a year ago. Haven't had any uh, interaction with her for um, about a year. Um, and 
she's serious. I, I believe she's really serious about me being her spiritual father. But because there's no, uh, really no interaction, and I'm not blaming her or anything, or I'm not trying to be negative on the call. I'm not blaming her or whatever. Um, I question, you know, people's understanding of certain uh, concepts. I know people, amen, that don't believe in spiritual fathers and spiritual mothers. They believe in mentoring uh, because mentoring is also a worldly concept. It's a worldly idea. Um, People in the world believe in coaches, coaching. Um, Every now and then I may drive Uber or Lyft. I drove it for a minute today. And I picked up somebody who said that um, they were a motivational speaker. And uh, they do things for the homeless. And uh, I said, oh, you're in ministry. They said, oh, no. So I know that in the world they have concepts, certain perspective or mindset about what mentoring is, and coaching and uh, uh, so on and so forth. And I believe a lot of times uh, the worldly mindset has gotten into minds of Christians. Um, so I want to just share what I believe um, spiritual uh, fathers and slash mothers and mentoring is. And I want to read this in, in, in the scripture here. And I know in some cases, some of us on the uh, call, we may be around the same age. And you may, and you may, and people may ask themselves, well, how is it, how is it that a person could be around my age and be a spiritual father uh, to me or a spiritual mother to me? And, but yet they're around my age. When in the natural sense, your father's always older than you. Your mother's always older than you. But we understand we're not talking about chronological, biological fathers and mother and sons and daughter relationships. We're talking about a kingdom concept. And so in First Corinthians chapter 4, 4, uh, as I read before, it says... Um, uh, for though you have 10,000 instructors in Christ. Now, let, let me just talk about this here for a moment, then I'm going to go to Philippians. When it says, for you, for you have 10,000 instructors in Christ, it talks about, uh, in the Greek, it talks about the idea of uh, a boy leader. I've spoken about this on this round table before. One in, uh, whose office, whose uh, responsibility is to take uh, the children to school. It's a tutor or an instructor. And I want you to, um, I just, let me just share what I, what I believe. So the Bible says you have many, 10,000 instructors in Christ, yet you have not many fathers. And so it talks about um, people that can instruct or uh, maybe that can mentor, but not those, amen, uh, but not, it says, you do not have many what fathers. Verse 17 says, for this cause have I sent you Timothy, 
who is my beloved son, sonship here. Uh, he was not a son by birth. He was a son by relationship, kingdom relationship, uh, who was faithful in the Lord. Talked to, and as here it shares what Paul's primary responsibility or goal was, was to direct, to grow and nurture Timothy and direct him to the Lord and not to uh, himself. So um, this uh, discussion, I'll be talking about um, fathers and mentors. And, and when I say sons, that can mean uh, daughters. That can mean, um, uh, or, or if I say sons, it's both sons and daughters. Um, because it has nothing to do with gender. It has to do with um, relationships. So um, I'm one that believes that a spiritual father or mother are actually um, mentors. I know some people believe that, you know, you can have a mentor. Um, Let me say it like this. A spiritual father or mother are mentors, but not all mentors are spiritual fathers and mothers. Let me say it one more time. A spiritual father are always fathers, spiritual mother always mothers, but they're and they're always mentors. But mentors are not necessarily a father or mother. Oh, no. What's the what's the what's the response what's the responsibility? What 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 defines uh what a, what this relationship is? Um when you have a spiritual father or, or a mother and now now why why am I saying that? Because I because I know, Amen. That um, that's even on uh, that spiritual um, mother mantles even on this call right now, and I'm acknowledging that call. If I could uh, just if I could just uh, pick a, a name out here, and I knew I would be accurate. Um, I would not call Apostle King a spiritual father. She's she's a female. But she's a mother in Zion. And the church might say what? And nobody saying nothing. And the church was what? Amen. Amen. So um amen. what what did you say, Apostle King? I said Amen, Amen, Amen. <laughs> I know. Never nevertheless. So so let me just use one word, spiritual father. They represent um a covering represent what accountability. They um, uh, come into uh, it's a it's a relationship that's birthed by the spirit, and um, it's it's for instruction. It's notes, godly instruction, and it can be godly instruction in all aspects of your life. They don't take the place of God. Uh, this is what Paul was talking about with um, with Timothy. But let me go to uh, let me go to Flint. A lot of people only talk about um, um, Paul and uh, Timothy. Um, 
in Philemon. Okay, where you at? In Philemon, uh, Paul calls himself. Oh, let me see what verse that is. Just bear with me one quick second, Saint God. In verse ten, I, he's talking to um, uh, Philemon. He's referring to Onesimus, rather. I appeal to you to show kindness to my child or son Onesimus. I became his father in the faith while here in prison. And so um, Paul had this type of relationship with um, Timothy. He had it, amen, with Onesimus. He had it with um, somebody named uh, uh, Silas, who was a uh, who was a prophet, and he had that relationship with Erastus. We look in Scripture and we see, amen, that relationship. Um, uh, Elijah was a father to Elisha, or Elisha. Moses was a father to Joshua. And uh, I'm just going to read some words here and then begin to uh, discuss some things. Uh, they bring uh, spiritual guidance and counseling. And if necessary, correction. They don't replace the, your relationship with God, but point you to that relationship and intimacy with God. It points you to dependency on God and not to themselves because if that relationship points you to uh, to themselves, that's manipulation. You might as well say that's kind of a type of witchcraft. Um, it, it prepares you for your life and ministry. And what this relationship does, it actually uh, is someone that God puts in your life that's interested, seriously interested in your call, interested in you, and desires uh, the best uh, uh, for you. Um, they are uh, true spiritual fathers, true spiritual mothers are the mentors. Now, I've heard, I, well, I've seen, on, I've seen on this crazy thing that I sometimes call Facebook, I've seen people say, that, well, I've got a lot of spiritual fathers. And uh, I saw that early. I saw somebody wrote that earlier this year, and I said, "Oh, how how confusing that could be." Um, we have we have one God and Father. Yes, yes. We have one. We have one natural Father. You don't have numerous spiritual fathers. That's impossible. But some people believe that, and I'm not, and I, I I believe what I believe, and I teach what I believe. You only have one God and Father, Amen. And so, uh, so you you can't have, you can't have multiple you can't have multiple fathers in your in your life. Uh, that would bring about some confusion, wouldn't it? That'd be like having a lot of somebody say Amen. Be like, lot, be like having a lot of spiritual stepfathers. Might as well have spirit. Might as well call them spiritual stepfathers. You can have you can have a, a father type of relationship in your natural life, 
but you only have one father, the rest of them become what? Stepfathers or stepmothers. So there's a lot of um, um, a lot of uh, ignorance and a lot of um, confusion in the in the body of Christ. Um, but the thing is, you know, the, the thing is uh, that uh, uh, this type of relationship is supposed to, is supposed to cultivate you. It's supposed to um, in, encourage and many times identify the uh, uh, potential and, and sometimes even identify uh, the gifting, uh, uh, the, the mantles. And, and the reason why sometimes those things have to be identified is because it's hidden under layers of uh, brokenness and layers of pain and hurts and, and uh, low self-esteem and all kinds of uh, a variety of things. And it's hidden there. Uh, it's it's kind of like um, God calling forth Gideon, thou mighty man of valor. And then he goes to talk about, you know, his small family and his weak tribe. But God speaks, he calls forth the destiny, he calls forth the greatness uh, in him. It's how uh, Jesus, amen, uh, tells uh, uh, um, uh, Simon, you know, Peter, Calls him, you know, I'm not going to call you uh, Simon, I'm going to call you Peter, you know. He calls forth the greatness. And many times that's what this relationship does. It allows, amen, uh, uh, um, uh, an anointing, a gifting on in and on an individual to see the greatness in you. Yes, it also sees the uh, uh, issues and the weaknesses and things and, and in you, but... Um, we're not you know, we're not looking for that. We're looking for Amen. The God the God factor the God factor uh, in you. And so um, I wrote on Facebook um, the other day. I, I got up. I, I think it was yesterday morning. And this word was just burning in me about pursuit, about pursuing. And a couple of times, I a couple of times I tried to write something on Facebook, and I just couldn't get the right words. But something came over me, and I sent a specific word to one individual about pursuing. And after I did that, everything just kind of opened up, and I was able to write. And so um, what happens um, is how do you know, how, how, do, how do spiritual mothers and fathers, whatever, how do you know who's a true son and who's a true daughter? How do you know? Um, how do I know if this person who called me the other day and said, um, I still, you know, you're still my spiritual father, how do I, how do I know if that's true? You know that by their pursuit. You know that, amen, by, amen, them, amen, pursuing, amen, what's in you and on you. So I began to write, and I, I, I shared that God had told uh, and inquired of the Lord when things, were, things and people were taken from him. He says, shall I pursue? And God says, yes, pursue. You'll, you'll recover all. Because it's in, it's in the pursuit that what's lost or what you think is lost, 
that you will recover. And then I went on, and, 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 and this was also stirring in me, that we have uh, certain types in Scripture. We have uh, Saul of Tarsus, who sat at the feet of Gamaliel, because he sat at his feet because he pursued or he desired amen, something uh, from this man, this man of God. And then we have another type of Mary, amen, who sat at the feet of Jesus because she was, what, hungry? She was thirsty. She she desired a, um, she desired that intimacy. She desired, amen, uh, uh, something from, and Jesus told uh, Martha, you know, the better part, and it cannot be taken from her. Uh, Martha was doing church stuff, if you will. Mary, amen, sat at his feet. She was pursuing him. And uh, I think I might have even wrote something in my mind to kind of fluctuate back to the book of Exodus, to uh, uh, Moses. And um, Moses desired, you know, God was using Moses. Moses has seen many miracles. Uh, God spoke to Moses. Uh, but Moses desired something more. He was pursuing after God. He desired something more. And and God told him, Jehovah told him, told him, amen, there's a by me. I remember preaching this years ago. So and when people pursue this type of relationship, when they get in place to pursue this type of relationship, they don't come they don't come away empty handed because it's a it's a type ship that's forged, amen, that's birth, amen, by the Spirit of the Lord. So how do you know who the true sons and daughters are? Uh, be, there's going to be loyalty. There's going to um, admit that they're going to get in place. And uh, there's going to be religious uh, and the traditional mindset does not understand this. But there's going to be extra communication, um, interaction. It's going to be like the type of relationship, and it's not a fleshly thing, it's a spiritual thing. It's the type of relationship that uh, Elisha had. Elijah. Elijah, Elijah tried to throw him off, tried to shake him. Tried to shake him at Bethel, tried to shake him at Jericho, tried to shake him at all the three or four different places they went to in, I think, Second Kings chapter 2. But Elisha couldn't be shaken because he what? He was after the God in the man. He was after, that was his spiritual father. And he received, um, he received a double portion by his, by his pursuit. One of the things, one of the things, though, that the enemy tries to do uh, and tries to uh, um, mess up, uh, mess with these types of relationships, and you have to be uh, on guard about it, is um, because a lot of times, you know, uh, especially if you're in the same city, um, the the mentors, 
the fathers and mothers of mentors and the mentorees will have close relationship, close interaction, and it could be, amen, the possibility of um, of uh, being, um, uh, what's the word, uh, too familiar, uh, too familiar with uh, the individual, and then you don't uh, receive uh, the impartation, amen, uh, from them. So uh, here, here again, what I wanted to, what I wanted to say was uh, somebody called and says, you know, you're my spiritual father, but I don't hear from him. How, how, uh, I have, I have natural children, and I I guess it's true. If I don't hear from them, I I still remain their father. But uh, the spiritual concept is for impartation, is for nurturing, is for um, um, a certain is for spiritual growth and and uh, in uh, the relationships of Onesimus and Paul and all the different ones that I mentioned, Joshua and Moses, all the different relationships, they go on to uh, another level of maturity. Um, as Apostle King said, there is a greater shift in the life. There's a shifting in their life. There's uh, levels of promotion, amen, uh, in their life. Because God puts, God puts specific people in your life for you. I, I, uh, my wife and I were, um, well, I was driving, and um, Dr. Shaw, uh, Pastor Shane, know what I'm going to say. I was driving in a place called Wycliffe a couple of weeks ago. And I remember back in the in the 70s, before I was saved, uh, there was this uh, uh, Caucasian Italian lady there, and she was attending the Assembly of God. And she would always talk to me about um, the Jesus. I was I was working and, and chasing that, but God used her very intimately. Amen. Uh, God places people in your life, and you got and you got to know, and and don't don't use this as a seg, don't use this as a segue. You get, you got to know depending on the type of relationship that you have with people, uh, how long they're going to be in in your life. Uh, some people come in your life and they go out, and some people come in to stay. Uh, but it's a relationship that God uses to bless the individual. I asked the, uh, I'm about to close here. I asked a uh, class one time. I said, who was Moses' uh, spiritual father? And there was a pause. And people thought. And I don't remember if, what their response was, but I told them Moses had a spiritual father and his name was Jethro. And it's not just in uh, Numbers, I think Numbers 18, when he tells them, you know, to divide the people into hundreds, fifties, and thousands. But you, but you have to know that when Moses went, amen, from Egypt into the backside of the desert for 40 years and, and married his wife, I think his name was Zipporah, whatever, 
uh, uh, Jethro's daughter. It was Jethro that was a type of spiritual father to him. Jethro, even though he was a, a Midianite, um, he did believe in the one true God. He did believe in Jehovah God. And uh, he was a type of mentor to him, type of spiritual father to him. And so in Scripture, when Moses is up, and I'm getting ready to open this up, when Moses is up judging the people every day, deciding everything, and, and his father-in-law comes, his father gives him an insight. He says, you're going to wear yourself out. You're going to wear the people out because what you're doing is not good. And he gave him a strategy, and Moses followed the strategy. Why did he follow the strategy Moses uh, did? Why did Moses follow the strategy Jethro gave? Because he had already had a relationship, a spiritual relationship of a spiritual father. And so he listened. And, amen, it worked, amen, in Israel for him. Uh, so um, just wanted to share uh, this here for a moment. Simply, amen, that um, my... Uh, understanding belief my concept about myself because my my um i i shared this with somebody um <laughs> uh, you know they, they said that uh you know that your your gifting or somehow was prophetic and whatever i said well, yes but i said primarily my gifting is the apostleship it's is as a it's as a father in the body and because of that, I believe, amen, for those that come, for those that God sends, that I'm also what, that that father relationship is also what, a mentoring relationship. And um, we are more concerned about your what, growth, about, amen, you know, where, where you're going. It's about inheritance, it's about leaving what, uh, depositing spiritual inheritance, depositing. It's, it's about pouring into people so that, amen, the glory of God is revealed and God is glorified in their lives. So let's just get some, um, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of tired of talking. <laughs> let's just get some uh, uh, talk or some feedback or some discussion here. And I want to, and I'm, I'm going to start out by calling a, a name first. Because I know, I know this is I know this is on this is on that person, um, for sure. Apostle King, uh, uh, what's as they say? What say ye? Say that again. I said, what do you say? <laughs> I said, what say you? Or what do you say? You know what? I, I, as I was listening to you, I got uh, very excited again because uh, this is something that we were. Uh, speaking on Tuesday night, and I, I know that is to be uh, true because I, I shared with them that years ago my always said that, yes, you are a female in the natural, but you are a father in the spiritual aspect of things, and it kind of kind of messed me up for a, a minute. I'm like, oh, wait, 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 man, Lord, now I'm a woman, and I love being a woman, and, and it's but, I realize spiritually that there are sons and daughters that are connected divinely to us. 
and there are those that God will bring in our life for a, a moment or a season. But I, I do say this. I thank God for that because, and, and, and you were, as you were speaking, I said, oh, God, he's saying a lot because it's so important when you said that uh, somebody had made the uh, statement, and I hear that a lot, too, that I've had a lot of father figures in my life. But when when you have the right connection and the right fathering, uh, uh, you're able to move forward. People don't realize that a lot of times they, uh, it, the reason why we have so many people that have so many different uh, fathers is because uh, they didn't have the right connection. Because, see, when God gives you the divine connection with the right fathering, things get that had been held up and clogged up or, or really didn't, you know, get a clear understanding. That's why uh, Moses was able to, to come and, and follow through and be successful in moving forward because of Jethro giving him instruction. So I say that it is so important. That's why we have so many renegade spirits out there that's running wild. Amen. Amen. In the church. And just just loose spirit, and, and and it's so sad because people don't realize that you got you definitely have to have the right connection. I, you can say what people can say what they want to say, but when you have that right piece that going that puzzle, things things begin to work out. That puzzle becomes to a completion that is able to say, "I'm complete now." So I, I truly thank God for. for Spiritual aspects of of the ones that we yes as as a, as that uh, spiritual parent we see you know even you know even in our natural children I know who my children are naturally knew them before they came in this world spiritually because the Lord dealt with me about each one of their characteristics and they are truly who He said they were so you know so both sides I understand who they are so. I don't speak to them as uh, a natural mother uh, when I'm encouraging them to move forward. And that's just like with our spiritual children that are drawing to us because uh, you're drawing and that anointing draws in. It draws in and it gives in. Oh, God, Jesus. But, I, but just say that when you are in a position to see a child, Spiritually, and you understand who they are in the kingdom, because a real parent will understand that child's destiny. Now, uh, they will understand that I gotta push that dream. You know, we yes. have children, and we know every last one of our children, so we know which one can take this, and we know which one can't take this. And you, you know, you, you though you have many children, but you don't treat them all on the same level because all of them are on different levels, or so you have to deal with them for where they are. But one thing about it, a real parent that's involved with your children and they understand who they are, they're going to motivate you. They're going to push you. They're going to push you out there because they know who you are in the kingdom, and they're not going to allow you to sit back in the background and not move forward. I said that Tuesday night that this is the season, y'all, that God is saying you're no longer in the back of the line. I've moved you all the way to the front of the line because this is the opportunity that God is getting ready to shine. And I truly believe, Apostle, that God is getting ready to uh, uh, reshift the church because the church has uh, gotten in so many different positions uh, because of not 
being connected to the right parenting, uh, not getting the right full instructions that, that, that needs to come forth in order for them to be successful, uh, and because a real parent will speak into your life and cause your life to shift. Come on here. A, a, a parent that is really not designed or, or destined to have won't be able to see what your real potentials are. They can only see what what on the outside or, or on the surface, but a real parent that has a divine connection, believe me this, that God not only deals with that parent, but he deals with that child. And you know when you're connected divinely. Uh, there are people that, Apostle, uh, uh, I say to you, uh, I, I, I have a divine connection with you. The first night our, that you came on our roundtable, I have a divine connection. There, that, that, that connection will come. You will understand it. Some things uh, uh, we, as, as people of God, you're not going to always know what everything God is going to tell or, or do through somebody. But let me say this. When you are connected, you definitely will know. So I just thank God for that word. That is just a confirmation. That is a confirmation because it's time for the apostles, the real father and anointing to come forth and set the church free, set the church back in position that we can move forward, that the church can be successful, that the church can not no longer be in the background but be in the head. So I just thank God for that. God bless you. Thank you, Pastor King. Now, Saints, we're going to look. We're going to be going over uh, past nine o'clock. So I'm going to because I I feel this talking coming up in me. So uh, you know, uh, hopefully you all can stay on. If you have to go, Amen. Uh, God bless you. But uh, I want to say also thank you, Pastor King. But uh, while she was talking, I just wanted to acknowledge the fact where did this fathering thing come from? You know, God is a father, and Remember, Lucifer. Uh, uh, Lucifer at one point, Amen, was a son. He was a son of the morning. I don't know what that background is, but Lucifer was called the son of the morning. And so he, at one time, had a relationship of in the father-son relationship. But when he was banished from heaven, he became an orphan, and that orphan spirit hit the earth. This is, I, I usually do this when I'm preaching because I want to start, start preaching. That orphan spirit hit the earth, and now, amen, we see this increase as, as Apostle used the terminology, the parenting, the father, that father anointing, amen, to counteract this orphan spirit, amen, in the, uh, in the confines around the church, if you will. Who else wants to uh, comment or something, say something? Apostle. Yes. I have well, never. I, I've never heard that before. Never heard what? What 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 you just said about the um, <coughs> spirit of of orphans. That makes such good sense. I he never. Doesn't have I a never father. thought he doesn't that have a way. Father. He doesn't have and a father. And that's why we that don't know God are just kind of wandering around because we don't, they don't have a father either. They know that there's something missing. And you hear that uh, in the world, you know, that particularly sons, well, either one, 
that weren't raised with a father in the house. They have all these issues. Men um, say that they don't, they didn't have a father, so they don't really know how to be a man and, you know, that kind of thing. So that makes really good sense to me. I've never, I've never heard that before. How are you doing there, yeah. But let me uh, let me let me let me mute and then you just you the okay. only one talking. Go ahead, go ahead. Now you got it now. Go uh, ahead. There, oh there, there was a book, uh, a children's book that that came to mind when you were talking, and the name of the book is "Will You Be My Mommy?" And I think that the little animal was a duckling, I think. And the duckling went to a cow and it went to a horse and, and all that, will you be my mommy? And they were all saying, well, you know, I can't be your mommy and whatever. And so finally, uh, the little duckling found the duck that was his mom. And what it made me think about was, uh, and also before I say that, the with ducks, I'm told that whatever the duckling sees first, yes, it becomes imprinted on them, and that is its mother. Mm. So if it's really important then to have the right father imprinted on the soul and the spirit of the son, the child, because otherwise they will be led all different kinds of ways and not the direction that God it had for them in the beginning. And mm-hmm. um, and as uh, Apostle Smith was saying, is Smith or King? King. King, King. I didn't think that sounded right. Forgive me, Apostle King. Um, you you have to have the right connection. This little duckling couldn't have been connected to a horse. They They could have conversed, but they wouldn't have had that intimate connection because they weren't they were two, literally, two different animals, you know, and it's like that to me in the spirit that if you're not connected to the right, the right father, the right spirit, it, it could be because you're just, you're two different animals. It's not going to fit, but because people are looking for a spiritual father, whether they have the clear understanding of what they're actually doing. People have a desire to be led or instructed to know. And we always tend to uh, drift towards somebody that we think has the knowledge that we want or that we need. 
But that's not always the person that we need to be connected to because, as you mentioned, it could turn into a whole uh, type of manipulation kind of thing for somebody that's not uh, uh, attuned, I guess I want to say, to the ways of, of tricksters. A good father yeah. will not abuse you, manipulate you, take advantage mm-hmm. of you. Amen. And I didn't mean to cut you off of this. No, no, I guess. Amen. Amen. I'm so glad I called. One of these days I'll be on time, but I'm 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 really thankful for for this uh this teaching. one of the things about one of the things about the orphan spirit that's been released uh, um, um, my wife and I were watching this uh, program tonight uh, uh, about Jesus, and it's amazing how um, Lucifer, amen, uh, he took one-third of the angelic host, and they're mm-hmm. also orphan. They're also, <laughs> we've got all these orphan spirits uh, been released in the earth, and the one of the ways that God counteracts that is through, uh, I'll just use Apostle King's word, parenting spiritual parenting, you know, of course, as he directs. Anyone else? Apostle Shank, uh, Dr. Shaw, Apostle King, if you've spoken before, just just come on in. Come back. If you got something else you want to say? Anyone else? I'd just like to say that the spiritual father Spiritual fatherhood is a spiritual relationship, whereas a mentor is a natural or fleshly relationship. And so mentoring is not a fulfillment of the desire to have a spiritual relationship so that the natural is not able to be a part of the spiritual relationship of the father and his son. Amen. Amen. Others? Um, um, Dr. Shaw, are you on the call? Yes, I am. Can I, can I say this, please, before, before you speak, Dr. Shaw? Yes. Wouldn't you, would, you, you agree? Wouldn't you agree? You know, you don't know what I'm going to say. When we were raised, when we were raised up in church, we never heard anything like this. In the holy, in what we call the holiness church, we never heard this. Have we? we didn't hear this, did we? No. 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 And there's a lot we didn't hear, but uh, nevertheless, uh, Dr. Shaw, if you want to share, or sure, um, the common denominator here is. Uh, for spiritual parenting, spiritual mothers, fathers, um, would be the kingdom connection. That is the relationship. And um, it it defines the relationship to the point of accountability and correction, uh, relationship of instruction, godly instruction. And so I like the idea that you said um, that... um, the dependency is on God for those who are being mentored. Um, I also
also like the idea that when you said not all mentors are spiritual mothers and fathers, but there are spiritual mothers and fathers who are mentors. So um, when we say spiritual mothers, spiritual fathers, I liked what Dr. King was saying. Um, just like we say sisters or brothers or sons and daughters, uh, we specify in in a sense, but at the same time, it's all a connection. That's not the word that we want to use, but it's all under the relationship of the covering. And um, uh, some things came to mind when, when you were speaking about we have one spiritual father. Well, of course, we have one God, and, and so we have one spiritual father is what was said and um but when you got to talking about uh Moses um I had to had to look about that uh because you mentioned Moses's spiritual father was Jethro and um the question of who was Moses's spiritual father you know I was thinking God and um so at the same time when uh, you came in, uh, someone was talking about, see, God sends people to you in your life at certain points of time. You know, people come into your life for a reason, and when he sends them into your life and you begin to nurture them and begin to give them instructions, it comes, it comes from God, the Father of all of us, but at the same time, you become their spiritual father down here on earth although we're not talking about the earthly physical spiritual physical father we're talking about the spiritual father and and the realm of that and i think what happens is people are are so used to talking about uh they would call them your spiritual mothers and fathers in church quote church uh, and that would be where the confusion comes in because most all mothers in the church thought that they were your spiritual mothers. And, um, <laughs> you know, and you get to talking to some of the brothers of the church who, who may be older and may not be older, but they were wise. And, and, and when you wanted to seek wisdom, see certain instances, uh, and this is where it can be confusing because certain instances on the physical side, see, we have to learn to separate the physical from the spiritual because on the physical side, you have many fathers as to your father, your stepfather, your grandfather, your great-grandfather. So these are your, in some cases, they could be your spiritual fathers if they are giving you the wisdom, giving you the responsibility? Are they covering you in the family matter? Are they covering you within the relationship of the family? Are, are you being accountable to them? And are they correcting you? And in my family, all of the uh, fathers, not my direct father or my direct stepfather, talking about my grandfathers and all and up they all came up through the church of god and christ family and they expected you to be accountable and all of that so you had to answer to them and they were our what you might call spiritual fathers back then but we did not understand that kingdom connection when we're talking about spiritual fathers or spiritual so parenting so i i think it does have to be 
uh, distinction and a separation of thought here um, that people understand what that particularly means uh, because it is a nurturing call and it is a kingdom concept and um, the sonship kingdom and the relationships, the responsibility, it's a direct inference given by God as far as the mantle being handed down to the spiritual mothers or fathers, the spiritual uh, parenting relationship and, and responsibility to the son or the daughter. So, um, yeah, looking at all of those in the Bible, Moses, the Joshua, and all of them, you know, different different aspects, and you can see that um, there are different levels, but at the same time, those are different times, different seasons. And, and like I said, God brings this on, in different seasons and bring somebody in your life in different seasons. And so I consider uh, Apostle uh, Griffin as my spiritual father, and and we're not talking chronological or physical, but I'm just saying because of the fact that uh, he is of the spiritual covering over my life and I am accountable to him and I feel committed uh, to and, and and I'm saying that because I am definitely one that pursues um, the fulfillment of the hunger I have on the anointing he has on his life or in his in his heart, in his soul, in his spirit. Um, the, the kind of uh, teaching I get from him is what I pursue. I, 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 I want to strive after to uh, commit to, and it is under that covering that I consider that. So I think it is, uh, the word is pursuing, and I think that's where you find that definition for that young person that, or that person that said that they, they saw you as a spiritual father. They may see that, and, and you may not at the time, and maybe it's a lead on, or maybe it's something that God planted in their spirit to say that, and now it can grow. That's a seed. It can grow. So, you know, um, I think it's a matter of season and it's a matter of um, the responsibility and relationship and that communication and interaction continues to grow. Amen. That's all Amen. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Shaw. And let me just reiterate uh, here. Uh, yes, I, I, I can see that relationship, um, but, uh, but I think all I was really just implying was that there's been no pursuit of it and uh, no development of it. But um, anyway, we thank God uh, for your comments. So we want to, sh- want to share this. I, while Dr. Shaw was uh, uh, speaking, uh, it could be just my imagination, but I just, uh, um, my mind just quickly, Apostle King, my mind quickly shifted to you as far as the fact that in 2018, um, I, I, I also um, believe in this connection and that yeah. there's going to be um, even greater um, collaboration in in this coming year. My mind just it just came to my mind. Just just more is coming. Yes, it is. Of of this connection yes. next year, not just because the new year is coming, just because yeah. it's getting ready to happen. Just because it's getting ready to happen. I don't know yeah. what that means. Amen. Yes, what? Go ahead, Doc. Go ahead, Apostle. No, I was just saying that that's just like the Lord been speaking just because. I'm, I'm going to do it just because, like I said earlier, nothing that we have done, uh, doesn't matter what people thought about you or said against you, God said just because. 
just because he's going to show himself. And, and, and I am so excited just to hear and to understand and to know the wisdom of God because the wisdom and the knowledge and understanding uh, comes and, and, and it allows us to lead God's people back in, into that place of promise. Uh, when I was in Ohio, uh, and uh, we was going, and I, I tell you, the whole time I was there, God, it, he did all the well, he's always in my space, but he was just like, eh, I'm all up in there, okay? <laughs> so, and he began, and I, I had a dream that I was actually, um, it was people that were in bondage. And the Lord was using me to go in, and I had people that were behind me that I was given instruction what to do to uh, allow God to camouflage us. And and as I was taking people out of bondage and placing them into a place of freedom, I would go back, and the Lord said, now go back, go back. And, and so it, it kept going. And, and when you were speaking about pursuing, that is, I, I'm saying to all of us now, God is saying, pursue what I've, I've already placed before you. Pursue that dream. Pursue whatever giftings that are in your life. Pursue the, the, the ministries. And not only just pursue it, but, I mean, when I say embrace it, you hold on to it and, and don't let nothing shake your faith. You stand still on the salvation of God because this is what God is saying uh, concerning you. So I, I say to you all that, yes, the shift has taken place. Mm. The shaping is coming. I wrote down the Lord woke me up, and it's always at 6 o'clock in the morning. And he said, God, everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken. But it's shaken Thank for you, a reason. It's, it's being shook for a reason wow. just to shake us into place and to shake all things that will literally try to keep you back. God said, it's a shaking season. So don't, don't count it strange of how God is allowing it. And I spoke that before. Uh, before everything began to just, just just unravel itself. It's like somebody has taken a thread and just yanked it and the thing is unraveling. But God said, tell the people, don't be discouraged about what they're seeing, about the exposure, because exposure is not, a, it's not always a bad thing. It's a good thing for us because, see, God is letting us know. And, and he said to say, everywhere the enemy thought he was going to keep and hid and hide from you, it, it, it will no longer prevail. Ah, Jesus, because he's going to expose it. And even he began to speak to me as I was there, and he says, just like, and, I, and y'all heard me say this so many times, but the Lord said, just like they say that if walls can talk, uh, he took me into Luke, the 12th chapter, and he said, walls are talking because I was in the walls. Uh, mm. People that spoke against your life, people, people that tried to speak curses over your life. See, that's why it's so important that you have the right connection because you don't want any type of spirit on you, oh my God, and you don't want to connect yourself to something that's not going nowhere. But let me say, God, I thank you, Jesus. But let me say, Anything that the enemy was trying to stop and keep from coming, it cannot prevail. That's why God said it doesn't matter how it's looking, y'all, right now. It don't matter what people think about you. It don't even matter about what you think about yourself. It don't matter what they said about you yesterday or today. He said, but pursue. In other words, keep going. Regardless of what it looks like, just keep going. That is the key is to pursue 
after him. Pursue after that anointing. Pursue after that wisdom. Pursue after those gifts. Pursue after God's knowledge. And he's going to allow you to walk in the places that you never thought you would be in. Uh, he's going to allow you to be connected where the enemy was trying to keep you out of yeah. those doors that closed. But he, he opened them. Guess what? He's getting ready to send you back to open them. Oh, God, Jesus. Mm-hmm. See, so it, it, it's so important that you keep pursuing of what God has spoken. Ah, it's not by coincidence that this word has come forth tonight, but God says pursue after those things that I've spoken over your life. God bless you, Dr. Amen. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Apostle, if if I may say, <clears throat> excuse me, to Apostle King, my spirit jumped when you said uh, what can be shaken will be shaken. Mm-hmm. God gave me that very thing about at least 20 years ago, and I hadn't even been uh, saved that long. And in fact, I don't even think that I had acknowledged my call yet, but those words just came out of my mouth, what can be shaken shall be shaken. And it has come back. From time to time, he's reminded me of it here, especially here lately. And so when you said it, it just made my spirit jump. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. yes. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Yes. We have to be grounded. We really have to be grounded. Amen. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for that word, Dr. King. Uh, that was right on time. And um, it truly, truly has significance in today's time. The time is now. And um, so we know that God is, is in the blessing business. And that's a good word. That that word, pursue, that's a good word. Yeah. Embrace, that's another good word. The shift, that's another yeah. good word. The shake, yeah. All of yes. that, it comes into play. All of that is a confirmation on how God is moving in our lives at this time. And you can feel it, truly can feel it. Uh, definitely, like uh, Dr. Hickson said, it's it's definitely um, something that will make your spirit jump because uh, each and every one of those words have that type of, imp- have that type of power behind it to make your spirit move. Uh, with the expectancy that something's about to come forth out of that. So thank yes, you. Amen. Amen. Uh, Apostle, if I may ask another question specific to uh, the spiritual fathers. Um, mm-hmm. How does it work? If a a person, an individual, um, is sort of floundering, but they don't know, they don't have an understanding of what they're missing, is it all right for the um, 
the man of God, like yourself, who has the apostolic anointing to say to this person, you seem to be floundering, I'd like to help you? Or is it always for the person to do the pursuit? So I guess I just want to ask, what happens if people don't know who or where to pursue, but they know that something's missing? Apostle, is Apostle, Apostle on the line? I'm here. Oh, no. Sounds yes. like we lost Dr. King, Dr. King, and you want to answer that? Okay. I thought you were talking to a, a Pastor Griffin. I didn't know what. She was. Well, she, I she was. was but... I think he just stepped away for just a second. Okay. <laughs> and my understanding is you're saying. Um, okay, I'm back. Go ahead. Okay, there you go. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Did, I didn't even know I was, I didn't even know I was on mute. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, did did you hear my question? Yes. Okay. Let's let's start over again. Uh, you asked you asked a couple of questions, but be be specific, and we'll and I won't, I don't have to be the only person to respond, but be specific. What's the first question? About floundering. About floundering. Do do, do you say something, or the other person say something? Right, that's basically my question. Does the right. apostolic father say something to the person that they seem to be floundering and I would like to offer you help? Is that okay? Or is it, does it always, is it the responsibility of the fatherless one to do the pursuing? And what happens if the person knows that they need help, guidance, support, but don't know where or whom or how to pursue? That's three questions. But. Well, uh, well, Apostle King, come come behind me on this, okay? And I'll just, just say this. Okay. Uh, the relation, the, these kinds of relationships are developed. They, they take time. Mm-hmm. They they t- they take time with, just like any other relationship, but the prime the primary pursuit is from the person that's being mentored. Okay. Um, uh, for example, I've gotten to a point. In, I've gotten to a point in my life. Apostle uh, King may say something else here. I've gotten to a point in my life where if if people aren't really pursuing, I don't have time. Uh, now mm-hmm. that 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 sounds hard. But if people are serious about it, I have time. I have time. If people aren't, I don't have. To, if people aren't, I don't have sense. time. But um, but there has but but there can be communication to explain one on one to explain what I just said. I'm not going to try to be hard or whatever. But um, uh, these relationships take time, and um, there has to be communication interaction. Um, this the same type way that we have our relationship with God, our Father, as Doctor Shaw said, the ultimate Father. Uh, he's patient with us. You know, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of times when we think we know it all, He just lets us, you know, 
do what we want to and then, you know, picks it up and fixes us. Mm-hmm. Um, he communicates to us when, when he deems it wise and necessary, proper time, right season. So um, it's just a, a scenario of a, of um, time. Um, Apostle? Uh, yes, yes. Uh, when I was uh, when I was just listening to you, uh, but uh, she she stated that um, uh, should that person uh, what should they what should they do? It, it depends. Uh, there's there's time that God could lead us to that person, and yeah. there's time that He will lead that person to you. It's all, and I just heard about the Griffin says that, and and it is about God's timing. Uh, because timing is everything. I, I I I live by that. Because if you're not in God's timing, things are not really going to gel together. But once you are in that timing and you know that you know, hey, I have found my connection. You you know, it's just like you know how you leave home. When I left home and I got back home, I was like, oh Lord, sweet home, sweet home. I wanted to get out and. And kiss the ground. You see, that was super. Let me say, you know, you know that oh, I'm in the right place. You, you will know. There will be something. That's just like you're dating and you meet your your spouse. You will know. There will be something that will cause your. You just like you said, the word cause your life, your spirit man to leap. Well, just the same thing happens is when we connect and we meet. Something leaps inside of us to say, "Hey, you're connected. You're home. You're, you know, you're with the right support system." And I truly believe that when you have the right support system and you have the right team behind you to push you, motivate you, uh, you you're gonna know. You're gonna know. You're gonna fit in uh, because you, you you know you've been wandering around too long. You, you, you went around that mountain too long. You see what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. now. Realize that my God, I have made the connection. So I, I say to you, it can go both ways. God mm. can send them to you, or you can be sent to them. So just keep that Amen. in your open mind, because talent. Uh, uh, I, I, I say to people all the time, talent not strange how God does things. You know, you're looking yes. for God in one way, but he said, I'm moving in another way. And he said that to me years ago. He said, daughter, I said narrow was my way. I never said it was my thinking. But you got to understand that God, he, he takes a foolish thing and confines it to be wise. So so just keep your your, your eyes and your ears and your, and your expectation open because you know that in a minute, God is going to give that right connection. So I say to, to anyone, that is looking for that right connection, just keep pursuing because it's in the mix. It's right there in the mix. It cannot go without being undone. So you know that God, when he starts something, he's always going to finish it because he looked at us and he said it was good. So God bless you. Amen, Dr. King. I, if I can just jump back in here again. Uh, about making that right connection, um, and the pursuit and all of that, I was a little, um, didn't have all of this information, but let me, let me back up. Let me give you a little bit of background as to how uh, Apostle Griffin and I uh, became connected. Uh, Apostle Earl Schenck, 
was working with him. And so that's how I, I, his overseer, I suppose that's the right word. And we had a meeting, what, two years ago. And, and we were thinking of working under apostle at that time, but it just kind of didn't, didn't flow. Some things happened and, you know, just got all discombobulated. Um, but that, that hunger, I knew I needed something. And I don't even remember now exactly, Apostle Griffin, how, how it started. If I reached out to you or you reached out to me, I don't remember. But I asked. Because I could, re- I recognized then that there was, or at least I wanted there to be, a connection because he had some, he had what I needed. He has what I needed. And right. I didn't know how to go about it, so I was a little um, awkward probably, but I asked him if he would be my father. And graciously, he he received me as such. Even to the point that he has made the commitment to come to Richmond. He was here this past Saturday to teach. There, there are a few of us who are learning in the fivefold, learning about the kingdom, government and all of that and he has graciously committed to come and teach us because we we need it and there's nobody else in this area that has the same authority presence anointing wisdom that apostle griffin does and I'm not going to say it quite like he did, but because of his apostleship with him coming into this city, then now a whole um, spiritual shift has become open because Richmond needs some help. But without the proper knowledge and wisdom and how to operate in the kingdom, nothing will be done. And so we are, we're, we're very thirsty, hungry uh, for teaching and guidance and are very grateful that Apostle Griffin has been so kind to make such a commitment. So, amen. Well, let me make this uh, statement uh, concerning Richmond. Uh, while you're speaking, uh, Pastor Cheryl, so mm-hmm. what? What may there? There are other people in that city that are in the apostolic. Some of them may not know, and sometimes it takes a, a apostolic team to come into yes. a region, um, so that the heavens open. Uh, the people assigned to that to that life are identified and nurtured and released, and um, 
while you were talking, that's what just came to my mind. Yes, I've made that commitment, and I still do commit to it, although um, there may be a necessity. You know, this is how the, this is the, that's the book of Acts, you know. Paul didn't travel alone. He came, he came with a team, but, and every time yeah. he moved, every time he moved, the team was not always the same. Sometimes the team inter, interchanged. There's another woman. There's another woman of God that just came on. Uh, she's in um, Charlotte, North Carolina, right now. That's Varen Lacey. Amen. God bless you, woman of God. God bless you, Pastor, and all those. And, Amen. And um, this is a this is a similar type of scenario uh, going on here. So. Um, um, saints of God, I, 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 just, I just say saints of God. I won't call any specific names, but saints of God, get ready to do some traveling in 2018. Amen. Amen. I was hoping. Amen. I'm, ser- I'm serious. <laughs> I <What>? am so on it. <laughs> and and, and this, is, this, is what, this is what I've said, too. Uh, I haven't talked on the roundtable this long in a long time. That's but okay. um, okay. but um, when I, when we went up into Toronto, um, you know the bishop opened up. You know he he wanted he wanted me to bring others up there to teach and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. And um, you know it's like an that's like a, a open door and. Um, what I what I what I find out about people sometimes is that they don't have passports, uh, and 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 some and sometimes <laughs> some some sometimes people will say, well, you know, God's going to move me, use me internationally and globally, but you don't but you don't have the you don't act in faith enough to go get your passport. Well, amen. Uh, um, I was told to get a passport several, several years ago. I guess I better get on that. So, um, um, yeah, go ahead. May just say, I really need you all to pray for me. I do not like to travel. I, I don't. And I'm sure that. God didn't really care whether I like it or not. Uh, but I, I really, I know it's coming. I know it is. But I don't want to. I'm, I'm just being real. I don't want to. Uh, um, Too much trouble. Uh, amen. Uh, allow, me, allow, me to sh- allow me to share this too. Someone else is on the call. I'm not sure who it is, but it's fine. But uh, I'm negligent uh, in uh, um, posting um uh, Facebook notifications about the roundtable. Um, uh, so please forgive me, uh, Saints, but you know it's every Thursday at eight o'clock, and share that. And I also want to uh, say this uh, to Apostle King, who has her call on, um, I believe, on Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, in the past, we've had um, we've been in church on Tuesdays, but now the but just. Um, uh, I think last week we started to just because of the winter 
to combine the two services into one on Wednesday. So we're we're That's open good. on we're open on Tuesdays. And I will, and I want and I want to um uh, be more supportive of you, Wilmer God, on your call on uh Tuesday night. And I want to share, amen, that information with everybody else um uh Tuesday evenings if you don't have if you have time and you want to uh, be part of a another um ministry. Apostle King, if you would, uh can uh do it now or later share um her information. But I know you've been reminding me, but we've been in church now I now I can't use that as an excuse. But That's I do okay. want to but I do want to be supportive and participate uh on that. Yeah. Um We've been talking about. Um, 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 let me just kind of let me just kind of uh, do a quick synopsis. I think the last time I tried to do that, I think I think my teacher, Dr. Shaw, she corrected me with the right word. Nobody, nobody's laughing. Nobody's laughing. What's that? <laughs> she, I was <laughs> I was on mute. I was cracking up. So. Anyway, anyway, <laughs> anyway um, we were talking about. Um, we were talking about spiritual fathers, mothers, and mentoring. And I said that spiritual fathers, a true spiritual father, true spiritual mother, are mentors. I, I made the comment that there's a lot of terminology. There's a lot of terminology in the body of Christ right now. Some of it's, uh, I believe, some of it's uh, from a worldly mindset. We have coaches now. We have mentors now. We have different terminologies. Uh, but uh, God uses God uses one term in Scripture, and that's spiritual fathers. And He doesn't, you know, work, uh, uh, mothers is not in there because, you know, it's uh, the book is uh, written more so in the masculine. Nevertheless, um, we talked about the uh, benefits. We talked about. I think the primary word tonight was pursuing. Mm-hmm. The pursuit, pers- mm-hmm. primarily, mainly the pursuit of God, mm-hmm. pursue pr- pursue Him, and Amen. God, God, you, you pursue God through various things. You pursue God through fasting. You pursue God through prayer. You pursue God through leadership. You you know you pursue God in in a variety of things. So when we talk about spiritual uh, fathers and mentoring, really all we're talking about is what. Pursuing, pursuing God through uh, the means that He provides uh, in your life, mm-hmm. um, um, and I started out by saying, uh, saints earlier, that somebody had uh, uh, called me this week. I hadn't talked to them in a year, almost a year, maybe a year, and um, they said that I'm still their spiritual father. Well, I didn't say no, but I, but this happens to me a lot of times. People say that, but there's no relationship. Uh, there's no uh, uh, there's no covenant covenantal relationship, and so something like that can't something like that can't develop. It can't God can't uh, uh, the grace of God can't operate in that unless there's a relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's like ha- it's like having a boyfriend, a, a girlfriend, a husband, wife. And you don't talk, and you don't see each other. What kind of what kind of relationship is that? Mm-mm. It's only an, only a name, only a name. Right. Amen. Mm-hmm. 
so that's kind of what we've been dealing with uh, tonight, and others have uh, had responses and um, uh, for the sake of uh, some people coming on late. Uh, do you have any questions or comments uh, that you want to uh, share or ask about anything, or anybody else have any last-minute um, comments? Just jump, just jump in. Just, I mean, I'm, 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 little, I'm being serious. I'm being serious. Praise just jump in. Praise the Lord, Hallelujah. Um, I don't have much to say on this topic. Um, I, I go back to Proverbs chapter eleven, fourteen, where it was talking about um, um, being in the multitude of counselors. But that's, and when when I hear that term, um. I truly believe that there are people that God will place in your life to teach you certain things, but those people are not your spiritual father, father per se, because um, they're just there to to teach you certain things. Now, I think that sometimes people use the term mentor when they're referring to someone who God has placed in their life for a season, teach them things, and I can tr- truly say. <clears throat> That the only person that I could um, remotely say was a spiritual parent to me is um, the woman who has passed now. Um, I actually aborted that relationship between us because that relationship was there. Um, and I look at um, what what happened up under her leadership when I was there. Actually, she is the one who birthed out the prophetic in me. And there has been no one else. I mean, I don't know why that's funny, but I don't... They're probably you know, laughing at... Papa soul, Javette, but, they're probably um, laughing at something else. Um, I'm sorry. I know that she's the one that birthed out the prophetic in me. And um, as far as the growth and development, um, since since that relationship, I've had people who have helped to to mature that gifting. But as far as like being able to call them a spiritual parent, I have not been able to do so because there's been something missing. Um, even when I'm, I'm up under a leadership, there's, there's always been something missing um, since I left her ministry. And like I said, I aborted that relationship when because I left prematurely because of what was going on. But this was the person who I could go to. Um, I feel like a spiritual parent is someone that, um, no matter how many years have passed by, this person is someone that, you know, even if you move to different locations, this person is still connected to you. And mm-hmm. um, someone who's just there for a season, you're not going to have that same type of relationship. It's just um, when God says the season is up, that person, you know, has shifted from your life. But when um, a true spiritual parent is going to be there, it's not going to be one of those type of relationships where, like I said, that you, they come and go. Something is birthed out under a spiritual parent. And like I said, that was the person who birthed out the prophetic in me um, was through her. Um, like I said, um, she was my first pastor. And I don't say that she's my spiritual parent because she was my first pastor. I'm saying that because of what all took place under her ministry. Um, the gift of teacher, the office of teacher was birthed out in me through her ministry. So I could truly say under her leadership, I, she birthed out 
within me. And I think that's what a spiritual parent does. A spiritual mm-hmm. parent will bring those things out of you, and they will mm-hmm. not let those things be stifled. But it was me that <laughs> ran from that mm-hmm. relationship at that time because mm-hmm. I did not want to walk in my calling then. But when <laughs> I actually got ready, I was not able to find anybody else to, to fill that place. And I've mm-hmm. had um, many counselors um Prophets learn best from other prophets. And Amen. I've had many I've had many prophetic people in my life that have taught me a lot of things. But as far as saying they were a spiritual parent, no, they have not been able to birth anything else out of me other than what Apostle Sharon had already done. As far as birthing out ministry that God has given me, no one else has been able to do that up until now. So that when um, just this particular incident I just had, um, I had been, before I met you, um, I was with this particular leader. Um, It was going on two years by the time I met you. And I still did not feel that that person was my spiritual parent because there was still something missing. That birthing out of the vision that God has given me was just not there. I was just mm-hmm. supporting that person's vision. But mm-hmm. I, I truly feel that your spiritual parent, um, God is going to show them the vision that he has given those that are up, uh, that are truly their sons and daughters. And God is going to show them how to birth out those ministries and the visions that God has given them. And if, if, if that particular leader is not doing that, that's not your covering. That's just another counselor that God is sending your life to teach you something for that season. And I truly felt like this particular leader was just there to teach me more about intercession, but was not there to be my spiritual parent. And some confusion came because I never I never said to this person that they were my spiritual parent, but they assumed that role that they were my spiritual parent, but they never birthed anything out of me because I was already an intercessor. I was already doing that. I was just maturing in intercession under this person's counseling, but I was already an intercessor, so there was nothing else birthed out. There was nothing birthed out until this year under Apostle Griffin. So I I know the difference, and and I feel like truly that people know um, they get up under leadership, but they know when something's still missing, that God has given you a vision, and each time it seems like you're getting close to that vision getting birthed out, and if your leader is preventing you from doing those things, like I had one that um, every time um, God was sending a, a connection to expand the intercessory team, she would always say no, always say no, and one time she actually told me that God had showed her where my ministry was going to go outside her doors. And she didn't want, and she basically told me that she was trying to keep me there as long as she could. And I was saying to myself, well, then that's not my spiritual mother. Because my spiritual mother should want me to do what God has shown her that I'm supposed to do. And just like with the, the, mentor, the, the mentor, the counselor I just had, he said the same thing that God showed her me doing things, you know, a lot of things outside of her ministry. And I'm like, if God is showing you that and he's letting you know that you're not my covering if you, you're you not able to do that because he hasn't graced you to do it, then you know that you're not 
my spiritual mother or my spiritual father. Just like a, um, another leader I had, he keeps saying, um, you belong, you know that God says you belong in my ministry, but when I was there, you did not birth out anything else out of me. You did not birth out anything. You did not lead me into the vision that God has given me. So I'm like, you were not my spiritual father because you did not birth that out of me. And you did not impart anything to me. When I, when I hear people say they've had many spiritual fathers, no, you haven't. No, you haven't. You're fortunate to find that 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 one. And I could I could truly say that um, there's there's two. One has passed, and that's because I aborted that relationship with her, with Apostle Sherrod. I did that. But I, I could truly say that she was a spiritual parent to me because of all that took place under her leadership. And if I had stayed. She would have burst out the ministry that God has given me, and I know that. So I could truly say that she was my spiritual mother, but I made the choice to leave that connection. But I do know that um, God is not a man that he should lie, and he meant for me to have a covering, and I, and I was not going to do that ministry that he has called me to do until I found was going to be an appropriate covering. Okay. A lot of people say spiritual father, but you know that because you know that they're not your spiritual parent because you feel like an orphan, like 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 Apostle just said, you feel like you're an outsider. Um, just like I said when I first got on the phone with you all, I felt like an outsider in the ministry I was at here. There's always that feeling of being an orphan because you don't belong under those people's covering because they're not your spiritual father. So now when I feel people tugging at me, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm politely but sternly saying, you know, don't disrespect my covering. You know, I know the difference. It's the difference between someone trying to lead you into something that's not of God versus someone who truly has your best interest at heart. You know the difference. Amen. All right. Amen. Well, thank Thank God to God, glory to God. Who else? And um, is it Prophet Yvette, Yvette that just talked, was speaking? Yes. Mm-hmm. Prophet yes. Yvette, I just wanted you to know, I want to apologize. That was me laughing, but I was laughing. Um, I had my grandsons, and I forgot that I didn't have my phone on mute. I was trying to get them, get them out of the room, so I just wanted to apologize. That was me. I wasn't laughing at what you were saying. I was trying to deal with Praise something here. Okay. Praise the Lord. Um in the conversation that we're having, and I know the time is late, but I, I, um, I'm sitting here and I'm thinking of my life and, and um, um, fathering the terms that are going on now, the mentoring, the coaches, the father, like Apostle was stating, it's, um, it's like a, a new thing because when I got saved at, at 14 in the Apostolic Church, my father was a Baptist pastor before I started going to this church at that age. And um, I never really thought of fathering or someone fathering me. And even the mother, even the mothers um, birthing me out, I never really thought of them as that. They were just there. Um, I didn't pick them. But um, a couple of years back, I began to look over my life, and I began to, to think um, I put the scenario in that my father was a Baptist pastor, so he, he taught me, my father taught me godliness. 
And I think when I'm thinking of this, I'm wanting to ask if I can. My father taught me godliness for the years that he taught me that, you know, I was with him, under him, you know, in the house with him. They had their ways. They just taught me because he was a Baptist pastor, and he taught me godliness. When I got connected to, to an apostolic faith, um, I look back at my life and I say, this this um, pastor who was Pastor Carmichael taught me holiness and sanctification. Um, and those were things that they blended me with, you know, whether I want, I wasn't looking for it, I wasn't expecting it, but because I was under my father's covering as a father and as a pastor, he just taught me the ways of godliness, just to know that you have a God that you have to answer to, to know that there is a God. The second one was Apostle Carmichael, and he taught me sanctification and holiness. And then I found myself in Perfecting Faith Church with Pastor McClurkin. And then there when I, you know, would decipher and see, I said when I was there, even though I didn't have, none of them I really, really had a like a walk, talk daily, walk, talk daily with them or, or walk, talk, you know, them saying, okay, child, this is what you do. It was just a follow as I followed. But they were like fathers to me because they, I received things from them, I, you know, and I stuck to them. I cling to them, so I was able to, was it like um, Elijah and Elisha? They were there. I was following, even though, you know, with that case, he was called to follow him. But as a child and coming up and going on, when I got to Perfecting Faith Church with Pastor McClurkin, the years that I spent there, when I look back over that, I said, being under him taught me relationship with God. He pushed me the way he led and the way that, you know, my clinging to this is my pastor, this is my covering. What I learned was clinging to God and fellowship and relation, true relationship with God, not looking to me for what, you know, I'm going to give you what God gives me to give you, but you need to get your relationship with God. And he didn't say it per se, but that's what I, when I, you know, when, you know, away from him, it's like, this is what I gained from that relationship and being with him. Um, I'm wanting to know, is it, when you have a spiritual father, is it a lifetime thing that you draw from them, or is it, can it be a problem? Because like I said, I'm not, I don't know of the, okay, who I could say, well, this is my, this has been my spiritual father, you know, from this, you know, from now he's going to always be my spiritual father. I don't have anybody in my life that I've been connected to like that no matter what life has been, my life has been. But three, these three pastors, I've had other pastors. There have been other pastors in my life, but this, these three pastors are the ones that I can see. My father gave me godliness. Pastor Carmichael gave me holiness and sanctification, and Pastor McClurkin led me into relationship. And now I'm here with Apostle with Apostle. Um, with Apostle Martin, sorry, I'm sorry, listen to your name. With Apostle Griffin, and um, um, I feel like I'm in, I'm being, I'm attaching, I'm being attached, you know, I'm being attached. Um, it wasn't like mm-hmm. God said, okay, get with him. It was just the attachment is being made. And he's bringing me into another area where I was talking with someone I was saying, I said, the spiritual gifts for me were not taught in all those areas that I've been in. The spiritual gifts things 
how to operate in the spiritual, how to operate in the prophetic, how to operate and recognize the discernment. I've heard teaching on it, but I haven't had anybody in my life to be able to cling to that's helping to, to push that or pull that out of me. So is there a difference? Is there a season for fathering? Is there, I mean, I, I heard what you said about the young man that calls you, but he's not attached to you. He doesn't conversate with you. Is there a season for that? Is there a season or is that just, um, uh. is there a season for that? Anybody that wants to answer or apostle, whatever way you want to do it. I'm just, you know, I just gave you what I'm, I'm thinking in that that area. But I, what I'll do is um, let anybody uh, talk or anybody respond, and we'll speak one-on-one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, that's good. I can deal with that, too. I can deal with that, too. So please go ahead. Say that if she wants to know. What do you think? Praise the Lord. Um, this is Dr. Shaw. I um, I like what uh, Prophetess Yvette was saying uh, in that what started out, stood out was the true spiritual parent and birthing and okay. bringing forth and the difference of seasonal versus permanent. Okay. As we mentioned before how you got some parents, you know, temporary or, or some, you know, in different aspects, but God puts people in your life for certain reasons and things. And, and yeah, um, they could be mentors or they could be counselors or whatever, but they, you might think that they might be your spiritual father for that season, but there's no birthing out. It might be some understanding or some uh, new information or some additional knowledge or you know, those things on that level, but I think it's all a preparation when God puts certain people in your life who may give you things on the order of a true spiritual parent. But I think that, as Apostle had pointed out earlier, that you you can have one true spirit. A true spiritual parent is the one that's going to give you that covering, a true spiritual parent parent is going to be the one that's going to be the nurturer, is going to be the one that's going to give you the instruction and the understanding, but also that covering that's going to take care of you like your, like the father uh, figure, uh, the relationship, the growth, the spiritual inheritance, mm-hmm. and pouring into people where they will be able to be birthed out their ministry or um, their mantle can be birthed out. Uh, when you say, you can say, this is my dad, or you can say, this is my father. You know, so there's mm-hmm. a difference between dads and fathers and the natural. So I think that when you say your spiritual, your true spiritual father, it has a little more significance to it, a little more permanence to it, because it's not to be uh, uh, just a seasonal thing, you know, unlike uh, uh, you were mentioning the different fathers that you have met or had come into your life. And for that season, that might have been the uh, atmosphere for them to make that move, but God had had another plan for you because the covering and the birthing and the permanency, your father will always be your father. So, okay. you know, you can have uncles and people who come in as father figures 
or mm-hmm. if you come in under um, adoption um, type of situation or fostering type of situation, you have people like a father. So, oh. you know, the significance is uh, more profound when you say true spiritual father, okay. you know. Okay. So okay. I, that's my take. I don't, I don't know, but I, I think no, that's no, what I got. No. And out of uh, what um, Prophet Yvette was saying, those were some significant things that stood out to me when she was talking. And it makes a definite, makes a difference uh, because it brings on the permanency of, of uh, what happens with that vision or what happens with the mantle that you're given through that parenting, uh, what happens um, in your life that's going to build upon. This is a kingdom uh, process, a kingdom connection versus yeah. other spiritual um, temporary connections, you know. Um, this is like the fruit in the tree as versus the leaf. You know what I'm saying? Leaves fall off trees, but the, and the fruits do too if they, uh, when they're ripened, but the fruit will be yours. When it's ripened and ready, it is going to, you know, the tree will bloom the fruit and the fruit will make some other seeds and then that grow and you know but leaves don't you know it's 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 a matter of manifestation that gets arrived through all of this so i i think the significance would be the true spiritual parent with the permanency not the seasonal but the permanency in the connection under the uh apostolic covering if you will and under the birthing aspect of the kingdom building process. Okay, I'm sorry. Can I um just ask? I'm I'm going to ask this again, and I apologize. I don't remember your name, your voice. I remember, but your name. Is it Nettie? <laughs> Dr. Shaw. That's okay. Dr. Shaw. This is Dr. Is it, is it Shaw. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I got yeah. your name. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's speaking, me. What you were saying, I kept saying, hearing, thinking about the scripture that talks about instructors. Was it many instructors? Yeah, uh, many instances, but not many fathers. Many fathers. Is it many fathers? That's right. Um, not okay. Many, yeah. So with the seasonal thing, if I may, I'm just asking. You know, uh-huh. I'm unclear. Uh-huh. Yeah. So there's a natural. I want clarity. Um, um, okay. The scripture in First, uh, First Corinthians, and it says, "For though you have ten thousand instructors in Christ, right. yet have right. you not many fathers." So, is the when I think about, like I said, when I think about my father, my pastor in the apostolic faith, and then my third, the pastor that I'm picking up because I have many other pastors, would that line up as them being instructors instead yes. of fathers? Yes. Yes. Okay. That yes. would line up as them being instructors because they got me from, my father got me godliness. That was my foundation. So I had godliness. When I got into the apostolic faith, he gave me sanctification and holiness. When I got mm-hmm. into um, when I got into with um, Pastor McClurkin, I um, was pushed into, like I said, he didn't do no hands-on, but what I learned from just being under, sitting under his ministry, and like I said, I was attached to him. I was attached to to apostle my the apostle that I was under um, when I got sanctification and holiness, and I was attached to my father from birth. So mm-hmm. I got something from each of them. So when I think of the script, I'm thinking, okay, well, maybe that was what it was. I was just getting, I was, they were instructors in my life. Um, so that would bring me to a father doesn't necessarily, a spiritual father, is that, is that what we're talking about, right? A spiritual father doesn't have, necessarily 
have to be somebody that starts out with you and comes to the end with you. He just connect. You just get connected to him when the time is right. Is that what when it's time to produce? When it's time to can bring I, forth? Can no, I say it's, something? No, it, can I uh, interject something here? Um, I, I mean, I'm like, interested not, in in the um, in the like take I, on that. Like I said, they were going to have a lot of opinions on here. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, um, Darren, when you described your journey, uh, the various things that you received from each of your pastors were things that a father does instill or that a parent does give to their children. Mm -hmm. And when when I think of this entire scenario, because the scripture doesn't talk about a quote unquote true father. We look yes, at parenting from not a true. The word "true father" is in scripture. The word the word "father." Yes, father. I'm saying, but I said the term "true father." There isn't. No, the scripture doesn't talk about. It doesn't refer to a true father as, a, as opposed to, I don't know, a interim father or, or however else you might term it. Um, mm. I think I think of spiritual fathering a little bit differently than natural fathering. Obviously, God is our eternal father. He is the father that is the permanent. But I don't think that that um, diminishes the significance of of other fathers that you may have had throughout your journey. And I don't know that I would not call your previous leaders fathers because they were impermanent. I don't know that I would reduce them to instructors because... They didn't birth a particular thing. They did nurture you. They did provide instruction. They fed you. They provided covering for the season that they were there. So, um, but but that that needed to be birthed out in me. That's what I'm saying. When I when that, I get that, to the posture, but you weren't ready for but you weren't ready for birthing so, until a certain point in your development. Okay, but I not done. So that's mm-hmm. what I was thinking about instruction. So were they the ones that were giving instruction more so than being a father? Anybody? Apostle gave the so, scripture. Yeah, because he's wrong. when he said that, he was talking about the instructors in Christ. You were sitting, it seems, I'm just saying under speculation, but I, you were under the tutelage Yes. Yes. And they were instructed to give you that information or that mentoring or that development. It was a development of a relationship that you drew with them as they nurtured you as spiritual fathers to that extent. But it was not to the point that you had been birthed in any. Oh, I'm sorry. My phone is messing up, and I'm not hearing. I would think. I'm just saying. Okay. My, this is just what I'm thinking. I'm not sure. So, I'm. I'm just saying. This is how I take it to represent covering and accountability and correction and relationships. Uh, bird being birthed by the spirit under godly instruction does not mean, and it doesn't lessen what their responsibilities to you were. It definitely does not take that away. And that's what I had mentioned earlier. Of course, we got the one true father of us all. And when it comes down to spiritual fathers in the likeness, 
many of them come as uh, mentors or um, instructors by the way of the instruction that they might have received from the Lord. And it doesn't make them any less of or anything else. It just means that they are putting you in a placement position to receive more, to give you greater, or you would still be there. Now, they are still connected with you, but under the kingdom connection, I see it as a permanent because what has to happen is your spiritual growth becomes permanent in your walk with Christ or in your um, mantle, uh, whatever God gives you, that's not going to be temporary. That's going to be permanent because it's going to be passed on to some other people as well. It's like your, um, in, it's like your legacy. It, you build your legacy. It's, 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 you pass the mantle on. And I see it something greater, uh, a birthing, you know, uh, when Prophetess Yvette was talking about the birthing aspect, that, that brought on a little bit more to me. I mean, you have, um, when we talk about parenting, you know, it's a significance in the birthing aspect as opposed to uh, being adopted or being fostered or, you know, um, you, you have other relatives who have raised you, you know, or you had your grandmother raised you, your grandfather, you know, you got instruction from your grandfathers, you got instructed, you know, not, well, I did, but not from my direct parent. So, um, you know, a different aspects of that. But uh, when we're talking about the relationship, the true spiritual relationship, and it made, um, I'm going to search for that and see if it's any significance on saying the true spiritual father, but I'm just using that as to determine one for the other. It's the impartation that you receive under the spiritual growth, the nurturing that you receive under that true uh, spiritual father aspect. And like Apostle said, um, you have mothers and fathers who can be spiritual mothers and fathers who can be uh, mentors, but not all mentors are spiritual mothers and fathers, see what I'm saying? So uh, it's just a matter of what you received from them, how far they've taken you, because the baton might have been passed to the next person that you called your spiritual party, um, your spiritual parent, and, and it goes on down the line until you get that, that, that true, total connection where you gain a covering. You get the covering. It becomes a joint effort in the relationship. You know, we have many relationships. But when you get the true relationship, what do you do? You get married. So, you know, what do you call it? True relationship, true marriage, true whatever. I, I think there's a significance here. So I don't know. It's just my thought. Just my thought. Anybody else? Amen. Hello. Yes. Hello? Hello? Yeah, that was just my thought. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, so, so Saints, um, where are we at? Uh, are we closed for tonight, or do we want to pick this up next week? Or, uh, uh, Varen, I would like you to call me, but not tonight, of course. But. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, and, and, 
information, information. Yeah. Our pat our pattern is always scripture. Yeah. And uh, like uh, Prophet Rosen said, there is no term that says perfect father. The only perfect yeah. father, only perfect father, is God. That's right. So you're never you're never going to find uh, that perfect father in a man or a no. woman. You never, because all of us have flaws. Uh, the first person in scripture that was called a father was Abraham, father mm-hmm. of, of many nations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we know he was not perfect. Right. We have, you, then you have type typology. I, I shared earlier, and I'm just going to go through this and do it very quickly. Uh, you had typology of Jethro being Moses' spiritual father. I won't go into why I'm saying that. Um, you have Elijah being a, a father, a father to Elisha. He even called him father. He wasn't perfect. None of them were perfect. No. Uh, you have Paul that was a father to Silas, Erasmus. Onesimus and Timothy, more more widely known as the father of Timothy, although it's written in scripture about others. And then finally, uh, that passage of scripture in First Corinthians four fifteen, it says, "You have many one ten thousand instructors, but not you have not many fathers." And the word instructor in the Greek is a boy leader. It's it's a two um it's a um, um Excuse me for it's a boy leader. Uh, the actual description is a boy leader whose office it is to take us to cho- take us the children to school, a tutor, an instructor. In other words, somebody just so when it talks about instructor, there it's talking about somebody to take us in our immaturity mm-hmm. uh, into a place of maturity, and then the fathers take you into what. Uh, your place of maturity. So that's why Ephesians chapter 4 says, and he gave some apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers, work of the ministry, edification, perfecting of the saints. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the scriptures plainly says, and we're not here to say that this person is a father and that person is not a father. We're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about the nowness of God, you know, right yeah. now. And yeah. um, so you either have, so so Paul, by revelation, says you either there, there's a lot of instructors, but very few fathers. And um, essentially, we know who fathers are by the Spirit. Mm-hmm. Period. And um, so we've been uh, uh, discussing this and uh, uh, tonight and uh, marathon. Now we want to uh, ask Apostle. Um, um, uh, King, please share your time of your uh, gathering on Tuesdays. Oh my God. Yes, sir. Uh, this Tuesday it will not be, but it will. will um, uh, it will be Friday, that Friday night. Uh, so that it's eight o'clock East Coast time and seven Central. But that's only this Tuesday. We'll be on Friday, but after that, we back on. Schedule every Tuesday. Uh, the number is 774-220-4000. That's 774-220-4000. And 
access code 497-4382-POUND. Thank you, Dr. Uh, amen. And, um, and Dr. Shaw, we should share that on the EMFI Ministries page. Okay, yes. So that's Friday the 29th. And that's eight o'clock Eastern Standard yeah. Time. Yes, and and after the uh, after the call or or tomorrow, you know maybe you can get, gather that and put it on the uh, email five ministry space for everybody to uh, to see. Okay. Okay. Want to want to um, um, uh, wish everybody a Merry Christmas, <laughs> whatever that whatever that may mean. I saw uh, <laughs> Prophet Robinson's comment today. I understand it, whatever that may mean to you. But enjoy the holiday, enjoy your Amen. family, Amen. enjoy the family. Don't eat, don't eat too much. Amen. I want you. Uh, I'm, I'm requesting prayer for um, what I mentioned earlier about what's happening in Toronto, as well as each and every individual on the uh, call, and um, and your ministries. Uh, look forward to greater things in. Uh, 2018, you know, June uh, in June we're having our uh, conference in Fort Lauderdale, and um, we'll get some information, more information out about that. Um, I stopped saying if all hearts and minds are clear because they're not. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we're not we're not gonna go we're not gonna go there, you know. That's a true fact. They're not. And uh, can I ask uh, somebody to volunteer for dismissal? Dr. Shaw, amen. (laughs) (laughs) Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you, Lord, for this call this evening. We thank you for bringing your word of wisdom to the table tonight, Lord. We thank you for... Uh, the Apostle, Apostle Griffin, and ask that you bless um, uh, Bishop Ablam's family. We bless those in Canada. Bless those, Lord, in North Carolina, and bless those in Indiana that the Lord has sent Apostle out to uh, continue to grow and increase in the kingdom. And we thank you, Lord, for your assistance. We thank you for the word. We thank you for each and every person, every one of the persons that were on this call tonight. Uh, let their families continue to be safe in this season. Uh, keep them, Lord, in this season, that they be blessed on the end of this year and, and be blessed bringing in the new year, Lord. We just thank you for all things. Until we meet again, amen. God bless you. Thank you all for your valuable time. Bless you. Amen. God bless you. Good
It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino at chumbacasino.com. Choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.